Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, that's good John McClain intro music right there. It's good. Um, he's in an unbelievable uh, media career, Houston Chronicle. Um, and then now, gallerysports.com and sportsradio610.com. And, of course, uh, the man who once upon a time held up Nakatomi Plaza. Ladies and gentlemen, it's John McClain all over the NFL. Hi, John. Mark, let me tell you where I just was. My job for gallerysports.com is owned by Mattress Mac, you know, our nation's most renowned gambler and furniture salesman. And he told me when he hired me, you go anywhere you want to go. So I just went to Palm City, Florida, a suburb of Palm Beach, for the Mr. October Fun Foundation Celebrity Gossip Classic at Jim Crane, the Astro Owners Golf Course Free and National Golf Club. I spent three days with 40 Hall of Famers from baseball and football, interviewing them for videos for our website, gallerysports.com, which does not have a paywall. It's free. Writing columns. You talk about feeling like a kid on Christmas morning. <laughs> and it's not the pro football guys. I've been on the Hall of Fame committee for 30 years. I know them. But being around all these baseball greats, and uh, it was it was just an amazing experience. I wish every sports fan could have been there. Uh, I tell you what, sometimes retirement is fun, right, John? Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's awesome to hear. John McClain joining us at All Guests are brought to you on the Bud Light Guest Line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Okay, number of things to get to that affect the 49ers and their fans right now, from D'Amico Ryans to Jimmy Garoppolo to Brock Purdy. Let's start with D'Amico. Uh, I know you know him well. What did the 49ers lose here? Well, you lost the defensive coordinator, the best uh, assistant coach of the year. They knew it was going to happen. Uh, it was just a matter of where he went. He zeroed in on the Texans as they did him. He told me it was his dream job, and and uh, he and his wife, Jamila, she's from here. They got married here. They've got a home for wayward kids here. They're building a home here. Now he may have to build a little bigger home, and uh, people here... <laughs> are so fired up. It reminds me of another Niners coach. When he was hired there, Gary Kubiak, who had won two Super Bowls with Denver, one with the Niners. He was brought home to Houston in 06, 
people celebrated in the streets. That's the way it is. With D'Amico, both of them have taken over bad teams. Kubiak took them to the first two division titles and playoff victories. Now it's up to D'Amico to help them get back. But I haven't seen many examples where an assistant coach was wanted more by fans and media than D'Amico Ryans was in Houston. He got a six-year deal, according to reports. Is there an indic? Is that the indication that he's going to get a real chance to kind of build this team up from the ground up in ways that David Culley and Lovey Smith did not? Yeah, anybody that knows anything about the Texans and the national people have no clue. They didn't watch them. Why would they? Uh, the Texans were terrible under David Culley. David was overmatched as a coach, and then when they elevated Lovey Smith, he had the worst offense in franchise history with Pep Hamilton, who had been the quarterback's coach, who was not a good uh, offensive coordinator, play caller, or use of personnel. And they were worse. Davis Mills showed so much promise from Stanford, and then this year he regressed terribly under Pep Hamilton. Lovey would still be the head coach if he had even a mediocre coordinator. So they're paying both of those guys. Now they're paying... uh, D'Amico Ryan's on a six-year deal, so they're paying three head coaches. The McNair family has no problem paying money. They give the general managers whatever they need. So D'Amico got what Kyle Shanahan got, six-year contract to come to the 49ers. He got it to come here, and uh, I think it's wise because it shows just another year of commitment. They gave Nick Casario a six-year contract to come here from New England, tear it all down to the studs and uh, start over, and that's what he's done. It's an attractive job because when he got here, they didn't have a one or two. They never won the previous year because of Bill O'Brien's trades, and they had a terrible cap problem. Now they have had two number ones this year. They got two um, last season. They got two this year, 11 draft choices. They got cap money to spend. Next year, two number ones, 10 draft choices. So they're set with a lot of draft a capital and a lot of money under the cap to be able to help expedite the rebuilding process that is entering its third year. But John, let's talk quarterbacks because that's the next thing that they're going to want to do. And and I wonder your thoughts on on how the 49er pipeline now and maybe even other free agents too. Like we know Nick Casario, his history, for instance, with Garoppolo last year, you said absolutely no interest at all. Does the fact that D'Amico Ryans is now the head coach maybe open the door Garoppolo to Houston? What do you think? If they were to sign Garoppolo, and I don't know why he'd come here because the team's bad, and not draft Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, fans would burn down NRG Stadium. They don't want a veteran. They want another franchise guy like Deshaun Watson that they can develop and watch grow. And uh, so I just can't imagine Garoppolo would want to come to a bad team and participate in a rebuild instead of go to a team that maybe he's the missing link to help them get to the playoffs, like Tennessee or the Jets. That seems much more appropriate to me. Well, I I saw that the the Texans requested to interview Bobby Slowick, the Niners passing game coordinator, to be their OC. Is the expectation that that D'Amico is going to poach several coaches from that Niners staff? Well, he's got uh, requests in for guys from different teams. Slowick's one of them. You know, he was with Kyle in Washington. He's been there every year 
with Shanahan plus D'Amico. They got there at the same time. Yeah, he has a defensive background because of his daddy, longtime coordinator, and then he switched to offense, so he knows Kyle Shanahan's system inside and out. And last year, it's like they didn't have a system. There was a junior high system. They need something that Kyle, of course, it comes from his dad. He's refined it. Uh, Gary Kubiak came here from Mike Shanahan, had that system. It worked very well. Of course, and I have, I, Davis Mills is going to be on this roster. Davis Mills regressed, and I didn't hold it against him. He showed too much promise in the last five games of his first season. And so I think he'll be on the roster as the backup. He will help tutor the young guy. He might even start at the first of the season. That's why I don't see them going after a starter. And as far as poaching from Kyle, the only way he can get them is if they're coordinators. I assume that he's going to name a defensive coordinator, even if D'Amico doesn't call, even if he calls the defenses. We'll find that out tomorrow when they have a news conference at uh, two-year time at uh, NRG Stadium. Uh, John McClain is with us here on Willard and Dibs. John, let's talk quarterbacks. It's not going to be a surprise to you. Uh, we are still in the post-NFC Championship Brock Purdy injury discussion here. And one of the things that, that, that has become very fascinating is to try to figure out from people how much they actually believe that what we saw in those eight games is real. With all the people you talk to in the league, what's the thought? Are people convinced that Brock Purdy is a true starting franchise quarterback? Well, I shouldn't be, not as a franchise quarterback. There's no way you could play as little as he did in one season and people to know that. He did under the circumstances as well as he could do. He's with a great defense, a great running game, a great head coach who knows how to call plays. They protected him. I talked to a bunch of quarterbacks that kept thinking, okay, he's going to have a really bad game, and he didn't. Or he's going to be way behind and have to come uh, and have to rally the team. Well, he didn't have to do that. And then he got hurt. Then I see some people here, well, they should trade for Trey Lance. There's no way Kyle Shanahan is going to trade Trey Lance because Lance is gifted. He's much more gifted physically than Brock Purdy is, and they gave up so much to get him. You guys are going to have a lot of fun talking about that quarterback competition <laughs> once those guys get healthy. <laughs> One of the one of the big names we we started talking about quarterback competitions yesterday, and Tom Brady's name kept coming up. And of course, he puts the video out retiring today. Do you think he's done, John? I think he's done because he's gone to such great lengths to let people know. Plus, he retires and he gets a raise. He goes to Fox for thirty seven million, or maybe thirty seven point five. I'm sure they're going to find a way to use him on the Super Bowl, even if it's just interviewing one or, one or both of the quarterbacks. But I'm eager to see how he's going to do, considering what he's the greatest quarterback in history. And you know, uh, they would love to had a chance at him at some point. And uh, but you know, they Kyle Shanahan loves Trey Lance. That was clear to everybody. And he's going to get a chance, and then hopefully Brock Purdy will come back sooner rather than. Later, and it won't be an entire six months, and it'll be great competition in training camp. John, it's interesting the way you're sort of presenting this because prior to the injury against the Eagles, the report was uh, as they moved through the playoffs, the decision had been made that Brock Purdy was going to be the presumptive starter uh, go going into next year. The injury complicates that for sure. 
Uh, but but are, are, are you of the opinion that, that maybe that's getting ahead of ourselves a little bit? I think when whoever was had that report came back and kind of rescinded it and said that, it, that he might be number one going in, but they're not going to say, and it'd be stupid, and Kyle Shanahan's not going to do that, that he would be the starter. You know, if you're Tom Brady, you know, will be the starter. They didn't know that about Purdy. What if Trey Lance tears it up in preseason and offseason programs and he's everything Kyle Shanahan thought he would be when he came out of North Dakota State? And uh, so that, that they got some. I feel bad because they had Garoppolo injured, now Purdy's injured, Trey Lance got injured. I hope for the 49ers' sake, whoever they decide on is able to finally stay healthy. Uh, amen to that. Everybody agrees with that. Uh, in fact, they, uh, I mean, we got a lot of fans out here who blame Kyle Shanahan for these injuries because it keeps happening. And and they just think that like you know there's a there's That's a common one of thread. The dumbest things I've ever heard. Thank you, thank you. That's all we need you to say on that, John. Hey, uh, always great to talk to you, my friend. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. When I heard Brady is retiring, first thing I thought of, man, our Hall of Fame meeting will be a lot shorter because all I got to do is say, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Brady, right. and then we move on <laughs> the same way we did for Joe Montana. Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, John Elway, and uh, that's the way it will be with Brady. Guys, thank you very much. John, in that meeting, I need you to raise your hand real quick and go, I think it's kind of a system quarterback. I need some convincing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be the idiot. Thank you, John McClain, gallerysports.com, sportsradio610.com. Yeah, do you think Tom Brady's the first ballot guy? I think I, he gets in. <sighs> I think he sneaks in. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, you know, he had so much good stuff around him. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I mean, how much of it was Belichick? Uh, right, and, and then yeah. and then we get to the Bucks, but gosh, okay, but Godwin, Evans, team. Gronk. Yeah. Leonard Fournette. I just think, you know. Someone's like, yeah, but Ronald Jones is a okay. playmaker. So I respect John McClain a lot. He knows a lot of people. He's been doing this for a long time. And, uh, and he knows Kyle Shanahan well. Kyle's got his history in Houston also, so John McClain knows Kyle Shanahan. Uh, you know the whole tree, like like he said, Kubiak and Mike and all, all of that stuff. So when he says that everybody around the league knows damn well how much Kyle Shanahan loves Trey Lance, I mean, you don't just lose that. You don't lose that bait. Like forget what happened with Brock for a second. And you do like this is. I'm just going to wonder aloud right now. Like the organization has got to feel like for a year and a half, we put 100% energy into Trey Lance is going to be our guy, and then it lasted for five quarters. That's a very empty feeling. So, I, I, I look, without a Brock Purdy injury, we're probably having less of this conversation, but it's kind of like you said. I don't know what's going to happen this summer. And so if he has a banging offseason, mm -hmm. and they're watching him, and they're like, damn, he looks right. different than he did last offseason. And then Brock comes bebopping along back on August 5th. I don't know. Are, are we still at a spot of openness where it starts 50-50 and we've got a competition? But probably. Like, Shanahan's going to always say, yeah, there's a competition. Sure. We always want to get better. I also want to make it clear, we've just been saying August 5th. That's not like a date. We've just picked that date in early August. Right, right, right. It's just to have a day. In to six say months, it. yes. Right. I just wanted to make that clear in case somebody's just tuning in. So, yeah, I, I think that there's a legitimate question about that at that point. 
Like Brock Purdy went it's seven and one, eight and zero, oh, whatever you want to say. Like he won a ton of games, didn't lose a game that he was healthy in. And I think that's always going to be a factor. But if you if you see Trey Lance in his first two preseason series and he just looks incredible, and it's like, oh my god, this is offering us Brock, but bigger and faster and stronger. Yeah. Like, so I also think that there's something interesting because I agree with you when when he said everybody in the league knows how much Kyle loves Trey. I had the same thought, like, mm. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, well, like what? Yeah, because right, because we watched what we watched, and that first thought was, gosh, he just doesn't. It looks like he doesn't believe in him yet. But he could, he could very. But the Niners are in a weird spot because he could love Trey, but it's like, man, Trey just needs to play. There's going to be growing pains, and his first year as a starter might be like a nine and eight season. And this roster cannot withstand having a nine and eight season. So he might love Trey. And it's just like, he's Mr. Right, but not Mr. Right now. Well, and th- and that leads us to the consistent, not consistent, the often case, which is an injury can have a bright side. And sometimes it's for someone else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Injuries aren't good. They're never good. Right. But Steph Curry's ankles launched the dynasty. Right. Track it. Yes. If Steph Curry doesn't have those ankle injuries, no dynasty. No Iguodala, no Durant, not happening without that contract being only four years and $44 million. The dynasty is we saw it. Maybe some other stuff happens, but I mean, the, was, the yeah. way they were able to they build were, arguably the greatest team of all time right? was because of Steph Curry's cheap-ass contract. Garoppolo ACL, Nick Bosa's on your team. Right. So, yeah, it's not always for that person. Maybe Brock Purdy's injury is the lane that Trey Lance needs to get his career going and maybe that does lead to not something bad for Brock Purdy but just a powerful stance for the 49ers as an organization what if Brock Purdy does miss four games right Mm -hmm. and when he gets back Trey Lance is ripping it up Mm -hmm. I mean no one's gonna ask to pull a ripping it up Trey Lance out of out of a season right or what if Trey is you know three and two but it's showing some promise. Right. And then there's Brock. And I just, like, I hesitate to say that a controversy is a good thing because mm-hmm. it's not. You want QB1 in a locker room and you want it right. to be clear. But, yeah, like, no Niner fan right now is going to is gonna blow off the idea of two good quarterbacks. Right. Especially given all their injuries. We need eight. The position. Yeah, we yeah. need eight good quarterbacks. Yeah. So, the have, other, go ahead. I have two Trey Lance things for you. Hit me. One. They run into a real problem if he goes through the offseason and they're just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, no, no, like, still yeah. not saying it. This third guy, this Andy Dalton type of guy, he's going to be QB2 and Trey Lance is just going to be inactive on game. Like, that's where they run into a very serious problem because now he's not playing well. He's not playing at all, not getting better, and his, and his trade value is cratering. Right. That's a huge problem. If I told you that one of these two is going to be a starter in their respective all-star game, who would you pick? James Wiseman or Trey Lance? One of these two is going to be a respective all-star. A starter in their respect Because I don't want to say, because like everybody makes uh, the Pro Bowl kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So they have to be a, they're going to be like, man, that guy is a starting caliber player. Trey Lance. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. I mean, I, I gosh, I hate, I, I hate this word in sports. I, 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 I. How do you spell that? 
I don't think James Wiseman. You better be careful. I don't think it's going to work out. I don't think it's going to work out I, with James I tend Johnson. to agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. The word rhymes with uh, thrust. But I'm not going to say it yet. It's not quite You don't have a yet, lot of trust? But, uh, something like that. Um, it's Red and Gold Reaction. It's brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at Zenny.com. Kyle Shanahan's press conference is coming up, and we are going to carry it live right around the corner. So just be with us. We're going to hang out, and then as soon as that press conference starts, we're going to toss to the live coverage of the press conference. It's scheduled for 11.30. Whenever Kyle gets there and starts, we'll rock and roll with it. Until then, let's keep going with you, uh, JB in San Jose. Hey, JB, what are you doing? Hey, guys, listening to you guys. I think uh, I just want a quick comment about James Wiseman. I, the sample size is too small. We don't know. But I, I, I want to talk about Kyle Shanahan. I, I think he make a good defensive uh, I mean, offensive coordinator, but a head coach is, I, I don't know, because the reason why I say that is because of the fact that um, you, you've been to the rodeo before, which is the NFC Championship. You you try to prepare for every scenario that, that is possible, and, uh, and the uh, Philadelphia don't have a hurry-up offense. And the one time they did a hurry-up offense the whole season, Kyle Shanahan is an awesome uh Offensive coordinator didn't pick that up as a as a as a head coach to to call a timeout. That changed the whole outcome of the game. I just think Kyle Shanahan as a as a head coach is not at that level yeah. yet. Yeah. I think your punishment is not fitting the crime, JB. Like, essentially what you're saying, I don't think anybody here is going to argue that Kyle made the right decision there. He made the wrong decision there. And you want to fire him. <laughs> The guy who's been to three of the last four NFC title games. That's not a punishment fit in a crime, right? Gosh, I hope your kid doesn't bring home a B. What do you do? Take <laughs> dinner for a month? Like, that, 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 that we're not there. Like, you you, honestly, like, I, th this show, I, you, I, I never would say this. I want you to listen. Don't call if you want to fire Kyle Shanahan. It's a stupid thing to say. And honestly, I, it just is. I hate saying that. I don't like calling people that word. It's just, it's just not, that's, that's ridiculous. You can want that. The Niners aren't even close to that, I promise. No. It's not, it's not on the table. Does he have, do, I have gripes with Kyle Shanahan with his, some, some of his game management, his clock management. Totally fine. Some of his play calling. Totally fine. Like, I, Fire but, him? But firing him, that's a, that is a. Fine. We're just not there yet. If they've, if we're in 2030 and they're just kind of stagnant and like, yeah, they make the playoffs, but they're yeah. not getting over the hump, then we can talk, but. It's not a Kyle Shanahan problem right now. All right. Uh, speaking of Kyle Shanahan, he's about to talk. His press conference is coming up. We're going to carry it live. Uh, stay with us. We'll hang out. And as soon as he's ready to go, we will be ready to go as well. Kyle's in for dibs. It's Willard and Dibs. Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. <laughs> That's totally true. And it is gift card season because uh, over the holidays you get a bunch of gift cards. Um, just telling Kyle the story of like I have this Visa gift card. Like you said, it's $100 cash basically. I could use it anywhere. Um, and, and and boy, do, do, do I need to, right? Like, But the psychology of the gift card. 
I, I won't use it until it's like something I really, really want. And I can't figure out what the hell I want. That's parenthood. I don't take time to think about what I want. I got too many other wants that I got to buy. But I'm waiting to spend that one on me. And I haven't figured out what uh, what I want to do yet. My folks. Maybe a quarterback? I don't know. My, my folks. I started golfing during the pandemic. And so my birthday, my folks were like, we don't want... Because my dad my dad golfed in high school and stuff. So he, he gets the whole... He's like, I'm not just going to buy you something. Like, so they gave me a gift card. Of, you know, one of those Visa gift cards with an amount of money on it. Yeah, large. And said, get clubs, get a bat. Like, because I just did all secondhand everything. Yeah. I got a set of clubs for 30 bucks on Facebook. I had a secondhand bag with no zippers on it. Facebook. You know, <laughs> it was great. There's a whole Where'd set. Where'd you get your clubs? Yeah. Facebook. Yeah, $30. There's a whole oh set. Like, God. driver, wedges, everything, iron, sputter. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and they were like, here, spend this on golf stuff. This is not for you to go grocery shopping. This is not to take, you know, to take friends out to dinner. This is golf. Like, great. I have bought so much golf stuff and have not touched that gift card. I haven't touched the gift card. Because I've been like, okay, well, I I need new shoes. It's but special. Like, but I don't like, want to use it for that. Get, right. <laughs> You're going to end up at Trader Joe's with that thing. 100%. That's my prediction. I know. 100%. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is expected within the next 10 minutes. Um, just, here's how it's gonna, yeah, go ahead. Just oh. receiving word. That. Uh, and this is for everybody in the control room as well. It got moved to 1145. 1145. Well, that takes the pressure off. Now we can just sit here and hang out again. So we'll do some producing on air. Okay. We'll break at 42. Okay. Yeah. Normal break. So we're going to hang out here for a few more minutes um, and give you more unbelievable conversation on Brock Purdy and Trey Lance and beyond. And then at 1145, uh, instead of changeover two, sorry, guru. Sorry. I Listen. Hurts me more than anybody else. But instead of changeover two, you'll be listening to Kyle Shanahan. And uh, there's some incredible questions to ask. And in fact, that's something we could do right now, which is if we were in the room, what would we ask? What do we think you, because that's the job for us, what do we think that you want to know? Red and Gold Reaction is brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. By the way, quick reminder as well that uh, Warriors Live coming up later on uh, today, 95.7 The Game, presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi, unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. And Willard and Dibs is also sponsored in part by CalHope.org. So Kyle Shanahan coming up in eight minutes. We'll carry it live right here on 95.7 The Game the first question is an obvious one, which is just, is there any update on the recovery plans for one Brock Purdy? But I think my next question would actually go to a Trey Lance topic, mm-hmm. which is, Kyle, like, when Trey is ready to play, A, um, you know, where are you picking up? In other words, where do you feel like that development left off? And... The extension of that is, what do you expect to do with this opportunity that has been presented to him to sort of take over this offseason? That's probably what I would ask. Yeah, is there going to be a quarterback? Is it a quarterback competition, whether it's Trey Lance and free agent and Brock Purdy or Trey and Brock? I think that's a great line of questioning. I also, I also would like to know if they plan on 
changing the way they construct their roster based on what happened in the NFC title game. Oh. Like they've always had three, they've typically had three quarterbacks on the roster, but one's inactive on game days. Like, sure. are they going to, are they A, going to change that? And B, are they going to push the league to reinstitute the rule that you have an extra quarterback dedicated roster spot? Do you know what's interesting about that? Is, is, uh, I think it's a, it's a very fair question. They wouldn't my guess, answer it. My but. guess is, well, not only not answer it, I, my guess is that they would say no. I think that they, they will probably back the way that they've approached this all along because sure. when that rule went away, they were given an extra roster spot and no team ever has decided mm-hmm. to turn that into a third quarterback. Like, they already had that opportunity and and decided to pass on it. So I, I don't think they'll do that, but here's the other side to it. I just feel like we're having this conversation because we all got burned. We got burned in an unbelievably awful, unfair, disappointing way. We gathered. We gathered together at noon on Sunday. We made food. We made plans. Or we got tickets. Or you got a plane flight. And we gathered and we got all ready for this thing. And we emotionally got ready. And we moved stuff on the schedule. And we got mad at the youth sports places that wouldn't change the schedule. And and had us watching flag football in the middle of it. All of that stuff happened. And then we sat down and it went sideways and we did not get what we were expecting to get. And so now we've decided that you need three quarterbacks Uh to get through a football game. That's exactly what happened. Except for it wouldn't matter. Never, ever, ever are you going to put your third quarterback. Okay, hang on now. I know what you're going to say. But Trey and Jimmy and Brock, the idea, the likelihood of being in a final four football game. Having that spill to whoever is active third QB on game day Mm -hmm. and having that work just because Brock Purdy played well, in our minds, it's normal. And it's not because Brock Purdy, if he had won two more games, was actually going to be a Disney movie. So my point is this. If you're going to get to QB3, you are 99% already hosed. Unless you construct your roster from day one to have a... Teddy Bridgewater available. And I know that this year was a little different because they had to go four quarterbacks. And he was QB two. I mean, they got to Skylar Thompson and they they held up well in that game, Miami. No, they I held mean, the up Niners, well. The Niners signing Teddy Bridgewater. Gotcha. Like the, you have a third quarterback specifically on the roster who like can do stuff. Right. But that's a QB two. Like somebody's gonna want Teddy to be QB two. So why would Teddy take the job to be QB three? Because he might be QB two. Well, sure, but he's not going to look at it that way in the negotiation process. Someone's going to call Teddy and be like, we want to pay you $3 million to be our backup. And the Niners will pay him 5 <laughs> To be QB3? Yes. Uh, I'm scarred, dude. I know. There's no amount of money You're they could dump be. into the position that would make me be like, that's too much. You're totally allowed dude, to be scarred. Foster seven of those dudes. I get it. I get it. But we're, we're battling what joking. happened. I know you are. We're battling what happened, and what happened is just stupidly unlikely and unfortunate and... Right. Like I don't if think that you happens can, again. Like you're just yeah. not. It's not your year, man. Like you don't insulate yourself when you, from four quarterbacks. When you going get out. in the car and drive to Tahoe. You don't leave a car halfway there because the one you got might break down. Do I have some bad news for you? Uh, 
I bought a house in Truckee <laughs> just to park a car. Just in case. <laughs> All right. We're expecting Kyle Shanahan in, uh, in just a couple of minutes right here on 95.7 The Game. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to say to my kids. We're going through this whole thing at the house right now. It's like, you got to be on time. I'm not like, I'm not strict. I'm not a stickler. Like, you got to live your own life. I know you're getting, some of you like school, some of you don't like school. Some of you good grades in this class. You have got to be on time. And of course, these kids, I mean, they, they look up to these sports celebrities here in the Bay. And uh, Kyle Shanahan's late. I got three kids and a bunch of problems. I don't know what I mean. What am, what am I supposed to say? You know, what, I, I, what am I supposed to say to the Kyle kids? Shanahan would tell you that he's not a role model. Oh. That's how that would. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Go. Hey, thanks, Barkley. Um, you, hey, I have a question. Late, Do you know he's late it, and stuff? Is, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> is Larry Kruger in the building today? Uh, this Not building in our or building, that building. That building. I would imagine so. Yes. Over or under? Oh God. Half a question. Nah, one and a half questions. Oh, that on, changes my answer. That changes my answer. Okay, over under half a question. I'll take the over. <laughs> on Nick Sakal. <laughs> oh, on. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, Larry, Larry's going to be the one guy in the room. All this stuff's going on, right? 49ers, NFC title game, Trent Williams headed at retirement, Brock Purdy's two got he's now got three arms cuz the two on the right are not attached. Trey Lance coming back. Larry's thinking about the draft. Uh he's gonna be the only one. Are we good to go? Are we ready? Okay, here it is. Kyle Shanahan live on 957 the game. Uh, as far as uh, you know, what kind of surgery he's going to have, how long he'll be out. Yeah, I think he's continuing to, um, you know, get get some different opinions, talk to different people, which I think is smart in an instance like this. There's a lot of smart people out there. You want to make sure you're thorough. He's continuing to go through that process. I, I think uh, 
you know, the positive bit of news is that it, it seems to be consistent that the right approach is that one um, that, you know, takes about that six-month mark. Now, everybody will also say you never know until you get in there. Every surgeon will tell you that on every surgery. You know, you always like getting in to see exactly. The MRI tells you a, a lot of the picture. So um, they're continuing to work through that process, but, but we seem encouraged by the prognosis that, that that's kind of where it's at. You mean the, the internal brace one? The correct, area. correct. If it is six months, I mean, that means that he'd probably be back in time for training camp. If, if that's the situation, are you um, content enough with, with Brock and, and, and Lance being the, you know, the top two guys going into training camp, or would you be looking for a high-profile veteran? No, we're content enough. on quarterbacks who have come back from this kind of surgery about how long it takes before they get fine motor skills back on making different passes yeah. with pitchers it's you know curve, they talk about curveball control and stuff like that yeah. I don't know what the comp is that was the coolest thing for me to hear about that um, once three months is over they start the rehab of just building the arm back slowly and by six months, it's built back. And that's when I started to ask questions. So does that mean ease them in and stuff like that? Like you would think of ACLs and things like that? And they said, no, the buildup's been from three to six. And at six months, he is the same dude in full go. So that was the most encouraging part that I heard. Trace expects to be medically cleared in the next three to four weeks. So is, is that what you're expecting, that he'll be full go come OTAs, or will you be easing him in? It sounds like he'll be pretty close around phase one, phase two. You know, OTAs is the third phase, which I think's I think that's five weeks after phase one. So uh, we'll see in phase one. They know they're saying right around that time. So hopefully we'll be able to ease him in with drill work and things like that. And um, then by OTAs, he'll be able to go. What's your mind right now as far as how you're, you're going to approach the quarterback situation this offseason with you know, Brock and his rehab and, and where Trey is? I mean, how, how do you expect to handle this leading into training camp? Um, I don't think there's much to handle. One guy can't go, and the other guy should be ready for OTAs. So um, OTAs haven't been that consistent over the last three, four years since COVID. Um, they keep being a little bit more different each year. So it's not as big of a deal as it used to be, but it uh, sounds like we'll at least have one guy for it. Will he be starter in training camp if he's healthy or will there be a competition between him and Trey? Uh, things I haven't even thought about at all. So um, right now we're just working on coaches and um, I think that stuff will play itself out by training camp. I know hypothetical, but when you say you're content, those two guys, that mean you would not be looking at signing a starter-level veteran at all, or? I, I know we have two starters on our team right now that I believe we can win with. Um, so when you have that situation, you're not that eager to go looking around. These are two guys who are coming off of injuries, and one of them has been hurt previously. Isn't that a little bit of a risk when you have just gone through four quarterbacks? It always is, but I mean... First time, you know, when um, a quarterback gets his arm bent backwards and stuff, uh, it's, I think anybody gets hurt from that. You know, it's, it's unfortunate when quarterbacks get hurt, but um, that's, you know, you try to have three. Sometimes you bring four into camp, but I don't think we're going to start having five or anything like that. So um, Brock did a pretty good job being durable all year, and um, they got his elbow in an unfortunate situation, which I think has happened to a number of quarterbacks. I mean, going back to, I don't know exactly, but even you look at Breeze, 
Um, I don't know if that was shoulder or elbow um, that he did on the last play of the year. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's lots of situations like that, and you look at the recovery timeline, and um, the good thing, I mean, Stafford, I don't know if that was um, from an it from an impact thing or if that just built up over time, but I know he went through some of that stuff last offseason that affected him a little bit into this year, but the good thing about Brock is that wasn't an issue. It was a freak accident that I think everyone saw what happened, and when you talk to the doctors, it takes three months to really get back to repairing it and building it up the right way, and in six months, he'll be the same guy. I wish you guys could see Jimmy being back, and if so, what, what would that look like? No, I don't see any scenario of that. Yeah, no, I gotcha. possibility of bringing back the third quarterback rule as the roster stop finding the third quarterback. Is that something you, after what you guys went through Sunday, something you guys would be in favor of, or would it, would it be helpful? Yeah, I'd definitely be in favor of it. We were scared to death when that rule ended, whatever many years ago that was. Um, but you kind of forget about it since you just don't see anyone have to go through it. But then you get reminded of how quickly a football game's over once that happens. So I think that would be a very smart thing to have. I think it'd be good for football. You know, you're always trying to develop these guys, but you're always weighing that, carrying three as opposed to the roster value of being able to um, host a full complement of, of position players at different positions. So uh, I think if the league just kind of gave you a, an out there, everybody would forced, uh, be forced to do it. You got more people in camps improving. I think it'd be good for football. Obviously add another or two quarterback. What's the profile of the kind of quarterback, whether veteran or draft or rookie undrafted? What's the profile of the guy that you want to come in here along with Trey and Brock? Um, the best available that can fit into the structure of our team and the salary cap and all that. Um, but the best one available. Guys, uh, reactions when you saw that Tom Brady announced that he wasn't going to play uh, any further for any other team. Yeah, I, ju I just think um, respect, appreciation to to one of the greatest players to ever play this game, and. You know, I'm always humbled by the fact that, um, you know, we work for an organization that I think touts some guys who fit into that category with Ronnie and Steve, or uh, Ronnie, Steve, Joe, um, Jerry, obviously, you know, that, that are in that conversation as well. But that's that's rarefied air. And, uh, you know, I got to compete against them as a player. I got to broadcast games as a broadcaster. And now to see that he's still going, it just blows my mind what, what he's done. Uh, it's unparalleled and I think he's he's one of the greats ever to do it so respect and appreciation and admiration for for on an unbelievable career John, uh, will you be, will you be sure to be the general manager in 2023 um, I, I think so you, you good now <laughs> no I, I, I plan on being here I really do and and uh, I'm, I'm committed to doing this and I'm, I'm having a great time doing it and uh, you know, committed to finding a way to get a little bit better. Uh, I'm real proud of what we were able to do this year. Uh, that's hard to say because our our expectations and our standards were to win the whole thing. Um, but I, I do think in life you have to be able to acknowledge that um, even when the end result isn't what you wanted, that some special things happen. I'm proud of the team we built. Uh, can't say enough about the job Kyle and his coaching staff did. I've got a lot of respect for our players, the way they handled themselves. And it's hard to win a game in this league, let alone 12 straight. And uh, unfortunately, on, on the last game, 
uh, just wasn't in the cards. And, and um, you know, I think that will always be there, that, that, you know, this feeling. And first of all, let me just say it, uh, all due respect to Philly. They're a fantastic football team, a really well-built team, and they came out and competed hard. But I, I'd love to be able to, uh, you know, uh, take them on, uh, you know, with, with that same team we had and uh, be able to do it with a full complement and some other things. But that wasn't in the cards on that day, but I'll still look back on this season with fond memories. Now our challenge, and this is all fresh. We're doing closeout meetings, as Kyle said, dealing with coaches. You know, I'm upstairs with the, with the position coaches doing what we call all our mind meetings where we it's an exit interview where we take a holistic look at all our players and um, so this is still very fresh um, you know but our job now is to find a way to get better and there's challenges to that but that's that's what we'll do I'm committed to uh, and and our ownership's committed and Kyle and I are committed finding a way to get better and that's exactly what we plan on doing it's just hard to conceptualize that because you're still stuck in um, this season and uh, you know in, in due time we'll move forward Reaction to, uh, I know Nico just left uh, yesterday. But where are you in kind of the search for your next defensive coordinator? What are you looking for? Um, in the middle of it, you know, I um, you know love D'Amico, um, one of the best coaches I've ever been around, best people I've ever been around. Him and Jamila mean the world to us, and um, really wish they weren't going, um, but it's more than deserved and more than earned, and. Um, I think they made the best hire um, that was by far available because D'Amico is going to be a great one. He already has been. Um, trying to, I love our defensive staff. I love our defense. Um, trying to get something where um, we don't have to turn much over. I would love to keep our same staff. So I'm um, going to talk to some guys on our staff. I'm going to talk to some guys outside of our staff. And hopefully, whichever way we decide to go, um, whether we bring in a new guy or not, that it's someone who can work with who we have and what we've accomplished here because um, I love the scheme that we run and I feel the foundation we have on the D-line, that linebacker, at corner, at safety. Um, I think our players fit very well in it too. So um, hoping to find someone who fits with us personality-wise and scheme-wise. You're listening to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch talk right here on 95.7 The Game, KGMZ, FM, and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the Odyssey app. That's it for Willard and Dibs. And after the presser, Steiny and Gould take it from there. Just trying to do what's best for the 49ers. I know he's trying to do what's best for Houston, and we're both going to um, try to do what's best for the, all the families involved, too, um, with their number one job do you think, being to do for their organizations. Do you take players' opinions into consideration when looking for D'Amico's replacement? Yeah, you always, t- I mean, any player who's got a strong opinion who wants to reach out and tell me something, I would more than welcome it and appreciate it. Which coaches have you given permission to seek employment elsewhere or, you know, for coordinator spots? Um, none. Um, oh, yeah, Bobby. Um, I mean, when I say none, it's more. A lot of these instances, too, at that position, it's a it's a notification. It's not a it's not a. Uh, you know, re- request for permission. It's a notification. If someone gives you a notification for a promotion, um, especially to um, for that coordinator level, that's it's not up to us. Um, so Bobby and Anthony. Uh, yeah, Bobby and Anthony. Yeah, yeah, they were requested yesterday. Yeah, I know it's still very fresh, but have you had a chance at all just kind of to reflect on the season and everything you guys went through and where you ended up? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, it's I mean, I'm so proud of our year and f- proud of the guys, and I think, you know, we, we've been close a few times here, but, you know, this was definitely um, the one that felt the best. You know, I thought we were just some of the things we overcame early. Um, 
how we persevered, you know, was you know, going 98 straight days without a loss was a different feeling um, that I hadn't been a part of and didn't totally feel like that till we lost and someone told me that and I was like, yeah, that makes it hurt a little bit worse. But it was, um, I just loved how focused our guys were. Our guys never, ever, any day just checked out. And that's really tough in this league. And um, the the physical strain, obviously, but the mental strain of just to phys- mentally be up for something, to focus every single day, to get a plan in, to focus for three and a half quarters and how to win a game, and to do it a bunch of different ways. And um, that's why I felt like we did it week in and week out. And that's why I have such respect for our players, um, everyone in the building that could do that and handle that pressure because that, that wears on people. It's a little bit too long. And that's why I'm so proud of... Um, you know, the, the record that we had where not one team um, who played us won the next week. I mean, for the league to go 0-16 after playing us, I, I feel like people got up to play us with that focus because they knew they better. But it was really hard for them to do that two weeks in a row. And for our players and the staff, um, those just to demand a lot out of those guys and those guys to, to do it for us every single week. Um, just guy had so much love for them like it's and I think that was the hardest part about the game because um, when we've lost before and it, I mean all of those are bad and there's not one where I'm like that's not the worst thing they all take time um, but it was just a little bit of a different feeling because I just our guys from Sunday night in the locker room versus Dallas um, to Monday when I talked to them to Wednesday's practice to Friday to Saturday like everyone was so ready for that moment and I again not to take anything away from Philly I just I didn't feel like they got the chance to totally compete and that was kind of just hard to stomach and you just, it was cool to keep watching them fight I don't think it hit them to the end um, really what was going on because those guys were just going like they had all year um, but I think that was kind of the hardest thing and it's been the hardest thing but hey it's life um, that's what we sign up for in this sport and uh, yeah, you got to grieve that a little bit because of all the stuff you put into it but I mean, the thing that helps me the most is you always, I know how we're going to be next year. I know how I'm going to be personally, like I am every year. Um, Not at this moment, but when it comes, you're fired up and confident and ready to go. And I know I'll be like that. And I know our team will be like that because you make sure you get that way anyways in this profession. But when you do look at a roster, you look at the people coming back. It's going to be real tough losing to Miko, but I have a lot of confidence of everyone else in our building from coaches to upstairs with John. And I know what we're going to have coming back. Um, so we got to take our time a little, grieve this a little bit. and But, man, I'm pumped for next year. On that point yesterday, Prin was asked about next season and even the possibility of retirement. He, he was not, he didn't say no or yes. Have you talked to him? Do you expect Trent to make back next year? Yeah, I do. But, I mean, that's how... I mean, if everyone had to do a press conference and talk for a while after these games, I'm sure we'd say a lot of things that didn't tell you guys exactly everything that's going to happen for the next eight months. Um, but I didn't read his, his um, words as that's a big thing for him. I know Trent loves football. I know it's very hard at his age, but in any situation to, to do what you do for that long and come up short. But um, I'd be real surprised if Trent wasn't fired up in a few weeks. Emmanuel mostly was his rehab by the end of the year, and I believe he's a free agent. Does it complicate matters that he had this surgery? Did he come back or not? He doing really well. He's he's out on the field as we speak, working out here and rehabbing, um, doing really well. Um, you know, most of the time, unless somebody's hit, uh, 
you know, a complication you typically hear doing, you know, doing really well, a little bit ahead of schedule because these guys are elite athletes. And if you know Mose at all, his commitment to the process is going to be elite. And uh, that's that's what he's done. He's down in L.A. rehabbing for a long time. We've had him back for the last couple weeks. Um, he's a free agent. He's a guy we'd, we'd have interest in, in bringing back uh, because of the way he plays, but also what he stands for. He's 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 one of us, and and uh, we sure like to have him back. John, quarterback issue. Injuries have been an issue the past few years. Jimmy had several. Trey's had a few. Uh, Brock's had a couple. Is this this offseason? Is this something that you feel you need to find a common denominator for, or somewhat of a solution for, or is it something that's just bad luck that's out of your hands? Yeah, I really believe. I mean, that's a tough position to play in this league. I understand there's some players who have had incredible durability, as Kyle said earlier. I think Brock's been incredibly durable throughout his career. He, he ran into just a inopportune situation where he's trying to throw the ball downfield and you got an NFL edge rusher, you know, pulling at your arm the other direction. It's just not going to hold up. So um, that stinks. You know, Trey had his issues and Trey's had a rough go here the last couple of years. He's obviously going to have to prove that he can stay healthy. Um, but I know, you know, there's periods of my career early on where I struggled to stay healthy then I went eight years without missing a snap so that that happens sometimes and yeah it, it does I'm sure people wonder Jimmy's had his had his issues um, but I believe me it's nothing that the way we play our quarterbacks or anything I think it's just uh, you know coincidence and and we look into everything but I, I don't think we have any more of an issue than anybody else I think that's a that's a tough position in this league you go with Two young quarterbacks. There's two young quarterbacks who are not making a ton of money, you know, especially given the NFL yeah. salaries for quarterback. Is that a key to the way you would approach the salary cap situation and going forward? Like you can sign more guys, you can pay more. Yeah. You know, is that part of this whole package? So I don't believe that's the reason why you do that i mean the bottom line is you better have a quarterback you really believe in because it's such an important position it, there happen to be two young guys that we really like you know so i think that would lead us to that more than anything the fact of the matter is yes though tim and that's why teams have a window when they have a, a quarterback on on a rookie deal um if you look at our roster we've got high-end players all over uh, a lot of high-end players that we've taken care of um but we're able to do that and we're still in decent cap position and um you know and in part because even with jimmy on the roster this year you know he's not he's not you know making one of those gigantic deals right now he kind of did we did our one year um thing so um yeah i think it is something we can take advantage if we choose to go that direction and and um you know i think with all these decision guys in fairness kyle just got done coaching a season and uh, i don't know anybody that pours their heart and soul more into uh, the task at hand, but we happen to have a situation where Kyle's really involved in every personnel decision we make and What I try to do with my team is provide him with options get him as much information as possible He goes his through his process where he likes getting away with his family But his mind is always going and he needs a break uh, everybody does after a long season like this and We'll start the process. I think we've got a good one of getting together always even when he's gone We always seem to talk and, and talk about what we're feeling and we always come up with a pretty good plan. And, uh, you know, we've, we've gotten close. And I think that, that really ticks us off because we believe in, in doing everything it takes to finish. And we're committed to doing that. I think Niner fans and, um, should be incredibly encouraged about where this organization's at and where we're going. And, um, you know, our name's The Faithful. I, I want to thank all of them. I think uh, they 
took Levi's to new heights uh, this year. I think this stadium is really starting to have a character and identity, uh, become a tough place to play. And then Kyle and I always marvel about when we show up places, uh, the amount of the faithful that are there and take over stadiums. And so, but to, but to those people, I'd, I'd ask just please hang in there. Um, you know, we're working our tails off to deliver uh, a championship and, and we will not stop until we do that. Guys that you take care of, obviously, with, with Bosa coming up, will, will that be a similar kind of, you know, pathway to what you've done with guys like Debo and, and, yeah. you know, and also with Brandon Ayuk? Will you do what you did with Bosa and, and maybe wait a year to, to yeah. do something there? I, I think first of all with Nick, I'm everybody I, in my in my heart of hearts, he believe he deserves to be the defensive player of the year in our league, and I hope that comes his way because he's earned that. Uh, he's a fantastic football player. He's a game changer of a football player. Um, I should stop now, um, but. Uh, everybody already knows all that. I think we have a real good track record. You look the last five years, you know, working backwards with Debo, and before that it was Kittle and or Fred and Kittle and Trent and Jimmy of getting our players done. But it takes time, it takes patience, it takes persistence, and we'll have that on our side. He's represented by very good and capable people. And you heard Nick uh, yesterday. He never seems to get too excited. He's pretty chill about the whole thing. And, and I think with that in mind and, and each of us wanting the same thing, we'll be able to come uh, to an agreement um, with Brandon. Brandon had a fantastic year. I really applaud Brandon. Uh, Kyle calls him a warrior often. You know, we, we appreciate the way he plays, the way he's improved uh, his play since he's been here. And, um, you know, we'll figure that out in due time. As far as supporting uh, Nick Bosa along that defensive line, how, how would you summarize, this is for either one of you, uh, how Drake Jackson finished this year? Um, obviously, he was inactive the last few games, and there are a lot of free agents bookending Bosa. I know you had D Ford earlier uh, in, in this tenure. How do you plan to fortify that line to get it back, the pass rush back up to levels that it was out in 2019? Uh, I think we can get, I mean, I think Drake showed a lot this year on what he can be um, but he needs to get to what he can be I thought he was closer to that earlier in the year uh, it was a long season um, and I think he learned as the year goes if you lose um, any power in this league it gets a lot harder and uh, we had a decent group of rushers and I think as the year went out and just got towards the end um, it got too long for him and it just body wasn't quite ready for it what we needed and um, if we had an injury or something we we're definitely gonna give him up get him up but we fell towards the end of the year better with other guys and still he's the exact same talent that we drafted we've really enjoyed the person um, but like I said to a lot of our guys in our meeting yesterday that People don't get what anyone means by how long an NFL season is. And all the college players here are coming in. Is this what I hear? Is this what I hear? When's the rookie wall? And it's the same stuff for veterans who haven't had to mentally strain the pressure of what you're trying to do when you're trying to do something more than just play your games and get to the playoffs. And I think our whole team felt that this year. And so everyone's exhausted. And that's what I want people to know going away. It's, it's yeah, I'm going to get away because I need to recover. But everything in these next six months is dedicated to how I can make it through that. And making it through that isn't totally natural. You can't just show up and do that stuff. And it goes for rookies more than anything. Um, but it goes to coaches. Um, it goes to all your players how you sleep right, how you eat right, how you live your life, how you get all stuff in order. So you're planned for that six to seventh month um, challenge that you're going on. And I think a lot of our guys got to see that, which I think is good for them.
and they all say the right things when they leave. Um, and then we'll see how they handle it when they come back. But um, when you ask about Drake, he's got the ability to really help us. So we're counting on him to do the right things to maximize his ability. With all due respect to John's answer about quarterbacks, when you go through a season and you have four quarterbacks get hurt, does it cause you as a coach any hesitation? They're all different. Um, you as the person who draws up the plays, hesitation on how you're protecting them, how they're handled, what you do with them. Yeah, I think when you ask that question, that way I understand, but I think if you looked at the injuries, common sense would answer that question. Um, I mean, how have they gotten hurt? I mean, I'm sorry, Josh got a concussion when he hit the ground. So that's the fourth one you're talking about. I'm sorry, our quarterback got his elbow bent backwards on a normal drop back pass. I'm sorry, on a drop back pass, someone rolled up on Jimmy's ankle. Um, and then we have a dual threat quarterback who got hurt running the ball. So to throw all those four in that category, no, no quarterbacks got hurt when we had to hand it off the whole second half. So we can look into that. All right, guys. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you. All righty. That was the Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch press conference uh, addressing the season-ending loss and the season in general uh, to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. We'll be right back for Steiny and Guru on the other side. He brings the passion. For what? I want to know them. I'm mentally invested. Don't tell me to pray. You don't say what for. He brings the perspective. Yeah, I... I think they both have a great point. Get off me, text line. Uh, he's truly one of a kind. That is wow. Oh, my God. And he's doing a great job. Okay. I need you to man up and say what you really want to say. Simon, you're doing a great job. And together, they are Stiney and Guru. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.